on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. No, I would never do that. Never. Good guys, bad boys, we're all the same. Saved by grace is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. Down, 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 down. My goodness, that was loud. There's a song I'm thinking of now. Barbara Ann. What? Barbara Ann. Barbara Ann? Isn't that a like a fifties? Bob Bob Bob. That's Bob Bob Aran. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Welcome to the Take Twelve Recovery Radio Show. Tony's here. I'm here. <laughs> Marv's here. Yep, I am. Denver's here. Well, howdy, 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 and the Monty Man is back from the trade winds of beautiful Maui, Hawaii. What a trip! We had, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, that today, but uh, the topic later on in the show is sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. Well, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will ever hurt me is a stock response to verbal bullying in school playgrounds throughout the English-speaking world. It sounds a little antiquated these days and has no doubt been superseded by more streetwise comments. I hunt. Sticks and stones. You do hunt sticks and stones. I do, I do. I make art. Well, a response to an insult implying that you might be able to hurt me by physical force, but not by my insults. But as men and women in recovery, we know this to be anything but true. Words are powerful, right, Tony? Mm -hmm. They are. And they hurt, they traumatize, and they can even... Destroy you. Yeah, they can lead to death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you bet. So how do we, as folks in recovery, deal with damaging words of others, hurtful words? So we're going to be talking about that a little later on uh, in the show. Um, but I got to tell you, it is good to be back in the studio. I had to take a week vacation from the vacation. Um, so I've missed all you guys. Uh, and it's, it's, it's been fun. Uh, but I'm going to go over these. I'm going to give three a week. Um, Three what a week? Uh, well, th- let me tell you. I'm, oh. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> this is new. He's... I guess. These are the top 19 complaints, complaints <laughs> people have on vacations. 
So here's, oh, here's only three of them. No, three a week. I'm going to give you three a week. Okay. Uh, so uh, here's okay. Here, and, and this is number nineteen going up, and then we'll do number one in a few weeks. Oh, number nineteen. Oh, number nineteen. Uh, my fiance and I requested twin beds when we booked, but instead we were placed in a room with a king bed. We now hold you responsible and want to be reimbursed for the fact that I became pregnant. Oh my god. <laughs> this would not have happened if you had put us in the room that we booked. <laughs> By the way, these are true complaints. No, are no, act- no. Yes. No, you, you made these up. No, I did not. These actually are complaints that were given to a hotel. Oh my god. Cecil had a part of it. No, Cecil didn't. <laughs> What's amazing, do they even know what caused that? <laughs> Howdy, huh? Oh my God, Marv even got into it. That's good. Well, yeah, that's all right. That was number nineteen. Number eighteen. I was bitten by a mosquito. The brochure did not mention mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Just, just one more. Kind of yeah, just one more. It is right. buggy. <laughs> and number seventeen. This is the last one for this week. Um, it is your duty as a tour operator to advise us of noisy and unruly guests before we travel. Shut up. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that... I almost want to Google who actually did that one. (laughs) I don't know who did it. It was... James will later, I promise you. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, that happens. So our hotel, or it was a condominium, but it's, it's a hotel. But our hotel, we woke up every, every morning to chainsaws. What? Chainsaws. They're in the condominium. Wait, you went to Maui? Yeah. So in the condominium across from us, they were doing some landscaping work. <laughs> the rainforest is right. going bye-bye. And they started pretty early chainsaws. in the morning with chainsaws. So we heard chainsaws every morning. Oh, we didn't complain about it. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in Maui. What do I want to complain about? Right. A little chainsaw, big deal. Uh, but those things, those things happen. So those, those are the that's <laughs> top the, three. That's the, the last three. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> this, is, this was sent in from uh, Nick M., one of our, uh, our avid listeners. Hi, Nick. Um, a fascinating case is unfolding in Massachusetts. Say Massachusetts, Marv. Massachusetts. Say Massachusetts, Denver. I got bad teeth. He's got bad teeth. He's got bad teeth. (laughs) A woman there, now check this out. This is great. A woman there is challenging an order to return to jail because of a relapse that violated her drug-free probation requirement. So her requirement to be on probation, in other words, not to stay in jail, but be on probation was you can't get high. You can't get high. Right? Her argument. Addiction is a disease, and because relapse is part of that disease, it is unconstitutional to deprive her of liberty based solely on her relapse. (laughs) (laughs) Timbers is going wild. No, 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 no. She's been reading her law books. She has. Yeah. She uh, she does have a good point. She has a good point there. The state's argument addiction is not a disease. A New York Times editorial says that if the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court via, uh, validates the disease model <coughs> argument, it could usher in 
a welcome new era of drug policies <laughs> focused on treatment and recovery. Do tell it could. Oh well, I just, I just, I'm suffering from my disease. You, you can't know put what? me back I in jail I, because there's a coworker of mine that just got out of jail, and she thinks the closer same to way. the mic. Got to get on that mic, there, Tony Baboni. Oh, she thinks the same way. She's Does like, she? Mm-hmm. Well, Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. Well, I'm a little bit confused, <laughs> she, Bonnie. Yeah. Because the whole world out there, for the most part, says that alcoholism and drug addiction is a disease. Sure. So, so why, why is so, the state saying, "Well, we're not going to say it's a disease"? Right, because they don't. They don't. They, it, because her argument, it, it, whether you agree or disagree, her argument legally is a valid one. Uh, yes. If I relapse, if mm-hmm. I have cancer and I relapse, I don't go to jail. Well, if I have a disease called addiction and I relapse, I don't go to jail, right? But here's the problem. She signed an agreement Mm -hmm. when she was released from jail and agreed to go on probation in lieu of jail time. She signed an agreement that said she would not partake in those substances. So it's really on her, is it not? Oh, man. We have opened up a can of worms. You just said partake. Huh? Partake. Well, I'm not contesting that part. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with, with the idea that but she, you're right. she, this, ag- this, she agreed to do that. But, but the state this, is now denying what everybody, including the medical profession, is saying is true. Yeah, that's the part Weird, that isn't gets it? me. Yeah. yeah. Although I understand implications all the way around. About right. It, what does that mean? Implications? Yeah. Mm. Implications. Can of worms. Can of worms. Oh, yeah. okay. I got that. Uh, here's a really cool email I got uh, from Cyril. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Cyril, and I am an addict. I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for the podcast and the Walking Through the Big Book series with Chris S. and the Money Man. It's just the best, most complete study I've seen. It took me more than 100 hours of work <laughs> taking notes God. and writing them down to complete the work on that podcast. I now use it with my sponsees. It just brought my recovery to another level. This is God talking through you guys. I have not any words to describe your work. You guys are amazing. Oh, my God. And then he goes on to say, I'm French, but living in Hong Kong. I'm starting a podcast in in French based on different podcasts I listen to, including yours, to carry the message for the suffering alcoholic in French. I'll be putting that on YouTube and write down the source, you guys. And the link to your website. I hope that's okay with you. And then he made a donation. So, that's awesome. Wonderful. Does he have a Isn't link cool? to his website? Huh? To his YouTube? Yeah. When as soon as he gets it up, we'll uh, we'll be yeah we'll be trading that. So that's Cyril. That's yeah, so there. original, French, thank but you. living in Hong Kong. Thank you. Isn't yes. That cool? Thank you. Yes. I, I just that's amazing. Stuff like that blows my mind. So that's how God uh, works, though. It is. It absolutely is. Indeed, it is. Stop right there. Oh, oh goody. <laughs> the baby. <laughs> it's so good to have the baby back. I love the baby. I miss the baby. Actually, I told James that this morning. I'm like, I can't wait to hear the baby. So I've got a plethora of wines. Oh, when Lord. you go on vacation, if you don't have something to whine about when you come back, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> now, how, like I said before, how could you really complain when you're in Maui? Well, this wasn't so much about Maui uh, as it was about coming 
home from Maui. <laughs> we're we're in uh, we're in the uh, so I I wanted to pick the best one out of out of all of them. Uh, so we're in the airport, and <laughs> we we get over the loudspeaker that the plane has been delayed because <laughs> there is no captain to fly the plane. Oh my god. <laughs> You, you guys understand what he just said. Are you said. serious? There is no captain. Seriously, there's no captain to fly the no. plane? Oh no, God. they have to have a senior captain, and they have to have a co-pilot, and they, you know, there's no captain. I'm sorry. He called but, in today. But that's he not, that's, oh not that's not the worst of it. <laughs> I imagine not. Even the time that was oh delayed, God. which was like three hours... Uh-huh. Is not the worst of it. Oh, what the worst of it was is there was this meadow muffin kind of person. I guess you could say, Marv, yeah, bunny hugger, like a bunny hugger. Right, right. Yeah. What does that mean? You remember the poem, meadow muffins and bunny huggers, and no, okay, a little tree bit huggers, of, yeah. earth, oh, earthbound, seventies like people. Yeah, okay, okay. I take offense to that. I'm seventies. <laughs> right, me too. Yeah, it's okay. We're not name calling. <laughs> the topic this week is sticks and stones. We're not. We're not name calling. Yeah. But th- just to kind of give you a description of this this person, she was a young lady who was wearing Birkenstocks and hippie <laughs> beads and giant Maui. They're not called Moomoo's. They're called Maui Maui's or something like we're, that. We're and, getting the picture now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and she had a ukulele. <laughs> what? And for oh, three hours. <laughs> Count them. Three. Oh my God! Hours. She played, didn't she? She played the same songs, <laughs> four chords, and sang them oh my over. God. She sang and over. Shut up! Shut up! Over. Shut up! Oh my oh God! That's the most amazing thing I've heard on this show ever. Now, she, oh my God! She actually was good, but I wouldn't listen to Celine Dion for three hours sitting. Behind oh, my Lord. ears. It, it's a long CD. Oh, my, oh my word. Did you tip her? <laughs> I wanted to tip her over. <laughs> and then, out of the blue, oh, about an God. hour and a half into this. Okay, so, 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 make, far, so far there's no captain. Yeah, there's no, no there's pilot. No, there's no pilot. And, it's, and the flight is booked. Oh, right? So God. there's people everywhere, right? So, so I'm it, seriously <laughs> crying, people. This is so amazing. So, so it, about an hour and a half into it, when I'm I'm praying that somebody with some guts would go up to her and say, "You know, you're a lovely young shut, lady, but you need up. to." Shut I would up. have said something. Cease and desist. But no. Oh my God! There's more. This other woman, probably in her forties. Oh <laughs> with Women her children, stop. with her children, oh set, my God. Set, leans over to her and says, <laughs> "What you're doing here is a beautiful thing. <laughs> I hope everyone can appreciate the love that you are spreading in the airport." And I'm like, "Oh no!" Oh my God. <laughs> so we had to get up and go and sit at another gate. How many times can you listen to Over the Rainbow? Oh. 
Oh dear. All right. I think now it's time yeah, for the Mighty Man's weekly win. Oh my. I thought All that right. was the win. All right, now this is the win. <laughs> All right, I've, I've got to give a shout-out to uh, just a great guy. Uh, and we do have listeners, by the way, in Maui. In fact, Dick B., uh, the, the world's number one AA historian in the world, who passed away here a couple years ago, we did a show with him for a couple of years. Uh, but his whole family and his son Ken and uh, several <laughs> listeners live in Maui. Uh, we have several pe- people that live in Waikiki that listen to the show, and I and I've got to say this. So so while I was there, uh, I wanted to do something to commemorate our visit to Maui because remember, my wife and I, after twenty eight years of marriage, have never gone on a, on a honeymoon or gone on a vacation other than over to the coast here locally, and um, so we almost had Marcia talked into getting a tattoo. <gasps> she almost did it. She almost did it. What do you mean almost? But, well, that means she didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, like Marsha. Okay, I don't have a tattoo. I can't. So, so anyway, so but I did. I got myself a pineapple because everybody gets turtles and everybody gets palm trees, but nobody gets pineapples. So I <laughs> I sought out uh, a tattoo parlor, Scott Sutton, who 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 was with us there. Um, and I went looking around and we went to this one place and the guy was rude and kind of a prima donna and he thought he a little too highly of himself. Do we need to burn him down? No. Okay. You're not that bad. Um, he was the only rude person I met in Maui. <laughs> the only person. And I, so I don't think he was, I don't think he was a local. I think he was a transplant or something. But anyway, <laughs> um, I thought, you know what? This guy, and he, it, it was just too pristine. The shop was perfect. All that kind of thing. I, eh. So then we went down the road, and I saw this, like, kind of a mom-and-pop tattoo place, kind of like that you would think was very yeah. arty, yeah. right? And I thought, arty. let's go in there. <laughs> arty, a uh, very art-like. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so we went in there, and uh, I met Sam. And I talked to Sam, and it was very down-to-earth and, and just a heck of a nice guy. A fellow believer in Jesus, um, somebody who respects the recovery community, although he is not uh, in recovery himself, uh, nor does he need to be, but but he knows people. And we just had a great conversation and made an appointment and went in there and Sam did the tattoo and it didn't even hurt. (laughs) All my tattoos have hurt. Sam's, I mean, it was annoying because the tattoo is annoying, but it wasn't painful. You know what I mean? And he was, he's just very good at what he does. So I have got to shout out to him. Uh, Last Port Tattoo. And I'm going to try really hard to pronounce this. <laughs> uh, the address is 3481 Lower Hanoapalani Highway. So, Sam, if you're listening, just, did just, I do that right? Just in case you're down on the boulevard <laughs> yeah, and, right. and want a tattoo. Just go in there. See at Kanapalali, Hawaii. And, uh, As for Sam. The Sam Monty sent you. The phone number is 808-214-6137. And the folks who work there, uh, uh, Justin, uh, I didn't really get to talk to him. I did, I did see him there. Uh, and uh, I think uh, a lady named Dora. Uh, I'm not sure if she still works there or not, but if she does... Congratulations, you guys have an awesome place and very professional. And and I just felt like I made a new friend. 
Aww. You know, I just I made a new friend. I mean, we we hit it off. You always we always make new friends. Yeah, but it was just it's some people you hit it off with. Some people maybe not so much, but it was pleasant. But you know, you're not gonna keep in contact with them. I'm gonna I'm gonna write Sam every day. <laughs> every day I'm gonna write him. <laughs> no, wonder, no, Sam, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I wonder how how Sam would get along with the ukulele player. <laughs> 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 Don't you know it? But, right. but I want to tell you, if you want to see samples of Sam's work, he is a phenomenal artist. He's not just a tattoo. Did you put a link up? He's not just a tattooist. Well, I'm going to give you the link right now. Oh. He's not just a tattooist. <clears throat> he is an artist. And they're not always one and the same. And uh, so you can find samples of his work uh, on Instagram at Last Port Tattoo LLC. You must put LLC in there. Uh, so it's at Last Port Tattoo LLC on Instagram, huh. and you can you nice. can see samples of his work. So uh, that is the win. That is my win. Just and then of course the whole vacation was a win. It was just marvelous um, to be able to spend that much time in Maui with my very best friend in the whole wide world. My wife Marcia was just amazing. Do that again. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was sweet. So there you go. So Sam, thank you so much, my friend. Um, okay, we're gonna take a break and uh, we're gonna play a little take twelve trivia and do stuff like that, and then we're gonna do the topic. So don't go away. Hey, coming very soon is something very exciting and a little bit weird. It's Cecil sings with songs like "Sweet Caroline." Hotel California. Welcome to the Hotel California. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. The Piano Man. Sing us a song, you're the Piano Man. Sing us a song. And Cecil's favorite, The Rainbow Connection. Someday we'll find it, The Rainbow Connection. The lovers... Dreamers and me. Cecil Sings is a collection of iconic songs that are sure to put a smile on your face. Right, Cecil? That's right, Auntie Man. And tell the folks the best part. Well, Cecil, the best part is Cecil Sings is absolutely free. That's right, Monty Manny. And tell them, tell them how they can get it. Go ahead, tell them. I am. Don't get pushy. Uh, simply go to Take12Radio.com and click on Follow Me on Podomatic. Once there, sign up for free to our podcast by clicking on the Follow button. You can even download our app for iOS or Android so you can take Take 12 Recovery Radio on the go. Once you become a Podomatic member, you can download Cecil Sings. Just scroll the page until you find Cecil Sings. And that's it. And Monty Man, Monty Man, folks can donate to help keep our shows on the air by clicking on the PayPal button or by visiting our main website at Take12Radio.com. And at the bottom of the page, they can click on the Donate button. We would really appreciate it. So don't miss out. Keep your ears and eyes open because Cecil Sings will be made available very soon. Very soon. Hey, you guys! 
guys, it's almost here. Ooh. The fifth annual Recovery in the Park, Tuesday, June 26th, from 5 to 9 p.m. at Monteith River Park, Albany, Oregon. Yeah. This is a free family-friendly event with giveaways, hot dogs, cotton candy, snow cones, and live music featuring the infamous Soul Band and the powerful cardboard testimonies presented by the recovery community of Lynn County and surrounding areas. Local service organizations will also be represented. So don't miss this annual celebration of recovery. Tuesday, June 26th, 5 to 9 p.m. at Monteith River Park as we all come together for the fifth annual recovery in the park a presentation of albany celebrate recovery sponsored in part by take 12 recovery radio ah yes <clears throat> well Monty man uh-oh. Monty man i ha- something to tell you okay go ahead well uh, when when you were over in maui with the little woman yeah i looked up some hawaiian words some names of some places and this one place that you visited i can't seem to pronounce it right it's hakalugi hakalugi <laughs> okay. Uh, now it's time for some Take 12 trivia, Hawaiian style. Oh. Here's the Monty Man. That's right. I, I should have known. Yes, coming in from the trade winds of Maui. Off the beautiful shores of Hukalugi. Is that a ukulele I hear? <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so oh, I, brought, I brought back I brought back some gifts. So oh, we get gifts. Yeah, you guys got posters. You got to pick which one you want. Which one you want, uh, Tony? This one or this one? Let Marv go first. Okay, Marv. He's always last. Doesn't matter. All right, I give you, I give Marv this one. Did you already get one down there? By by uh-huh. by by having these posters, these mm-hmm. help support the Pacific. Protect the Hakalui animals. Or this isn't Haka- from the lady Haka-lui. that like, played over the rainbow like for three hours, is it? Yeah, these are pictures that were actually taken in the area uh. that we that we were visiting. Oh my god! Yeah, so there you go. What one did you get? Some ha- oh! some Hakalugi. All right, and and so for <laughs> for Denver, thank you for Denver. I brought him back something that he requested. Uh, I don't know a- stuff in the brown I'm, paper bag is like apparently I'm special. <laughs> Did you ever and, see? And listen, listen. It's in an ugly paper bag. <laughs> it too. is. All right. It's been traveled. Did you ever you. see uh, Charlie Brown's The Great Pumpkin? Yes. The cartoon. Well, he's going trick or treating, right? And everybody's getting candy. And Linus goes, "I got a candy bar." And Lucy goes, "I got an apple." And Charlie Brown goes, "I got a rock." <gasps> you got a rock, right? So Denver, because he likes people when they go places to bring him back a rock, but a lot of people. Just go to the planter in front of their hotel <laughs> and grab a rock out of the planter. Yeah, because they do remember me. Right. All right. That's important. Right. But I, I want to tell you that Marsha found this rock on the shores of Maui, and uh, I think you're going <gasps> to like it. Hey. It, it actually has little itty-bitty shells implanted in it. Is that coral? Is it going to cut it me? It looks like Is coral. That... 
I'm jealous now. I'm not sure if it's part are, coral are, or not. Are we the hated ones? Well. Are you the hated? <laughs> you can't hang a rock on your wall. I just, yes, you, you can, actually. Marsha, thank you for taking the time to actually shop the beach. I know she did. <laughs> for a rock. Yeah. It's, it's, pretty cool. it's, it's beautiful. I wish you could all see it. It's trippy but looking. Yeah. The topic today is... Sticks, you can't sticks and stones. Wrong, exactly. And also, Denver, you, uh, <laughs> you get the ugly bag, too. All right. <laughs> All right. This, so here's this some, bag, though, is relentless. Here's some take draw trivia. Uh, if you, if you, let me see. Where's my, where's my honker? But thank you for our posters. Yeah. I actually picture. like dolphins. You do? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So if you get it right, you love that. If you get it wrong, you get the fluff machine. Okay, here's trivia question number one. The state of Hawaii consists of how many islands? Oh, crap. How many islands? Here are your choices. Six, eight, or 16? What do you think, Denver? Six. What do you think, Tony? Eight. Eight? eight? What do you think, Marv? Sixteen. <laughs> Six, eight, or 16 islands? Sixteen. All right, well, uh, Tony, you're correct. Eight islands. <laughs> Kylie goes there all the time. Does she? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so I'm not even going to try to pronounce them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good. Well, maybe I will. No. Hakalugi. Hakalugi. Kauai, Maui, Molokai. Uh, yeah. Malachi. Is it Malachi? Mm-hmm. No, it's Molokai. M-O-L-O-K-A-I. Oh. I was wrong. Anyway. Um. Malachi is something different. Yeah, Malachi is definitely something different. Is it really? Oh, right. oh yeah. And there's, yeah. there's other ones, too. Okay, uh, here's number two. Um, what year was Hawaii admitted to the Union? What oh, year? Uh, here's your choices. 1945, 1959, or 1962? Denver? 62. Tony, 45, 59, or 62? I'll go with Denver. Marv? Or Marv. I, I was thinking it was 59, but... Marv is correct. It is 1959. Out of 50-50 hands. Hawaii is the 50th state admitted to the Union on August 21st, 1959. All right. Here's trivia question number three. What jumped in front of Marsha at the the Cozy Cat Cafe in Lahaina while she was eating lunch? Cat. Was it a frog? Was it a tiny bird? Or was it a very flamboyant waiter? Oh, my God. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Flamboy- flamboyant <laughs> waiter. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 We're going with the waiter. What do you think, Tony? You <laughs> the think the waiter? waiter? Okay, Marv, what do you think? Was it a frog, a bird, or a flamboyant waiter? <laughs> waiter. Sorry, everybody. Oh. I was hoping it was a waiter. No, uh, there are birds everywhere <laughs> in Lahaina, including in on your dinner plate. And I'm not talking Shut up. because you had chicken for dinner. I'm talking about little tiny birds. And there's Are you no, serious? There's no bird poop anywhere. <laughs> I don't know what kaopectic is what they feed on. I don't know. <laughs> oh, but this boy. little tiny bird jumps up right in front of Marsh and scares the living daylights out of her. Uh, so that was great. All right. Uh, and here's, here's your last one. All right. Now, if you paid attention on Facebook, so no you may Lord. not get this right, but you might get it right. Amongst the collected decorations that adorned the Java Jazz restaurant in Lahaina. Around every corner of the restaurant, these were found hanging from the ceiling in the mouth of plastic sharks and attached to the walls. Let the girl answer. What? Okay, we'll give you first. Well, what were they? Here's your choices. Were they pineapples, miniature plastic palm trees, or naked Barbie dolls? Naked Barbie dolls! 
What do you think, uh, Marv? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> pineapples or whatever. Denver? <laughs> you made a direct comment to me on this post. Yes, I did. And I have to go with... <laughs> Barbie dolls. <laughs> naked Barbie dolls is actually correct. There's naked Barbie dolls everywhere. Yay! I didn't, I didn't notice they okay, were naked. This is one of those I, oh, yeah. Facebook pays off. Thank in fact, you. there were paintings of naked women all over that place, and oh. there were there were children yeah. under the age of eight roaming around. There was a sheepdog sitting in the doorway. I mean, but it was a very cool place. It's called Java Jazz. They had a saxophone player, and and yes, there was a ukulele, and some other, <laughs> but it wasn't annoying at all. It was very good. Uh, so Ooh. there you go. All right, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Trivia for this. Uh, Welcome back to Oregon. <laughs> Ah, yes. What can I say? <coughs> what can I say? <clears throat> oh, what can I say? This is what I can say. So we're going to be down at Recovery at the Park, right? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. And so Marv will probably make it this time. Maybe. I've been there three years straight, so... Tuesday the 26th. At Monteith say, Park mm-hmm. from 5 to 9. If you see a horse, Marfa. You got to work again. I I'll be might, there. Listen, I might pull an hour out just to make sure I get oh, that'd be nice. He was there and, last and year. Visit. Yeah. Oh, I, got, I got a new job now. Yeah, he's oh, got a new do? job now. Right. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Okay, so, so the topic is... Uh, um, now that we've taken that path, the show with Hawaiian and stuff. Uh, sticks and stones. Uh, so, uh, from an article in Recovery Campus magazine, um, "Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me." Came come out came out of a uh, quote from 1844. Oh wow! For the better part of two centuries, this saying has caused the overall health of our society unfathomable amounts. Uh, I can certainly appreciate the sentiment of not letting words own control or break you. However, the power of words undoubtedly holds extreme influence over each of us, and it begins at an early age. For instance, children are told, if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. You ever hear that? I heard that. By that logic, (laughs) think about this. If you're wondering how to do it right, then you don't know how to do it right. Therefore, you aren't going to do it right, so don't do it at all. You're never going to do it. All right. Um, and so we have this children's song, Sticks and Stones. Children's song is that only physical injury can really hurt someone. The subsequent uh, connotation leads to the idea that physical pain is more real and more legitimate. Therefore, emotional and mental pain are less real, less legitimate, less impactful. But we know that's not necessarily true, right? Mm-hmm. Words are powerful. And... Um, so, so I'm going to open this up for discussion, but, um, we're used to hearing that a profane word, where we get the word profanity, um, when you think of, I'm just going to ask Marv, I'll start with you. Think of a (laughs) word, when you hear the word profanity, don't say it, just think it hit. You got it? Sort you got the word? Sort of, kind of. Okay, what's the letter that the word starts with? S. 
Yes. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right, Tony. Tony, F. think of the F. Okay. What what word are you thinking of? Denver starts what, with what? What are we doing? Profound or profane? A profane. A, 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 prof, a profanity. When you think of the word profanity, what word do you, comes to mind? You give me the first letter of the word. I don't even want. To oh touch my that. God! Did you hear the growl of the wolf? Yeah. I don't wow. even want to think about it. But you get my. You get what I'm no, saying, I right? Understand. Yes. However, let me tell you that a prof, a profanity, where we get the word. Or it comes from the word profane. Profane is different. Is actually, yes, it goes deeper than that. I'm confused. Okay, so I could say F you, and someone say you're using profanity, right? Somebody might say that, right? Uh Okay, or I could say holy S, and somebody say, well, he's using profanity. But actually, there's also another form of profanity and that is in the usage of profane words. Profane. Right. Thank you. So if I said to Denver, if I was his father, <laughs> and I said to Denver, you know, you are never going to measure up. You're not any different than your criminal brother. That is a profane word spoken. Oh. That's profane. Now, Proverbs says... A, prof- a profane word crushes the heart of the listeners. So not only does that kind of statement crush people, mm-hmm. but also the other ones. If we say, well, that effing this, you know, that people that hear that and people will deny that it bothers them. But we are built a certain way. God created us a certain way that that things that are pleasant, things that are uplifting, things that are encouraging are what causes us to grow. And things that are harsh and negative, they actually hurt our spirit. So if I'm in a room with somebody and they're spouting off what we would commonly think is profanity, like the F word and the C word and some of these things, it is going to affect us, whether we want to admit it or not, in a negative light. As people that are in recovery who have had, now not everybody in recovery has had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. Not everybody in recovery has a relationship with the Creator yet. They're on their journey. But as people that do, we may still struggle with some of those words, right? Especially if we get angry or excited or if we have a resentment and we say a profane (laughs) word to somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? You've never measured up anyway. You know, so those words like spouting the F word unnecessarily and talking down to somebody, they both carry that same strong, powerful message Mm -hmm. that tells a person, you know, that you're not worth me being mature enough to speak kindly. It cuts deep. It cuts deep. Now, I don't know about you guys. Um, and I think probably this had a lot to do with my grandpa. My grandpa, he grew up in a world where the F word was spoken constantly. Mm. He wasn't a bad guy. Uh, he owned a speakeasy. He's a pretty good guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but he, he and he used the N word a lot. Oh, but his yeah, culture, he, mm-hmm. most yeah. of his friends were African-American. He lived in that culture. Yeah. But when I was a little kid, and my parents didn't use profane words. They didn't use hurtful words. They did they never compared me to people. They did they were built they built me up. They encouraged me. 
they slipped up once in a while and told me what they thought once I misbehaved. But I, I, I didn't grow up around it. So when we'd go to see my grandpa, <laughs> right, it really bothered me. It was harsh. He'd say, how the effing are you, Monty? And he'd shake my hand, and it made me cringe because it is a profane word, and it doesn't do any good whatsoever. Now, some people would say, well, in order to emphasize what I'm saying, I need to use that. Well, may I suggest if you need to use that, maybe you need to expand your vocabulary a little bit and maybe grow up a little bit more. However, if that's your culture, it may not be something that falls off you right away. <laughs> Or if you've been traumatized, or if you've had, it depends on what your history is. So we're not here to pass judgment on anybody because everybody's in a different place in their walk with God, in their recovery, but to recognize that, um, yeah, sticks and stones do break our bones, but words do hurt. Words are powerful. Um, and so I, I didn't grow up with this stuff except for when I saw my grandpa, and it was very abrasive to me. And so for years, I was highly offended when I would be with people that were using profane language, whether it was profanity like the F word or whether it was harsh, condescending talk, talking down to people. It just made me sick inside. Um, and God has had to really do some work in my heart to give those people some sl some slack, to understand that we come from different cultures, different backgrounds, and maybe not take that stuff so personally. But there are people who are brand new to recovery that they don't know how to do that yet. They just don't. And so it's important, especially for those of us who are walking with God, to learn. You know, the Bible talks about whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are holy, whatsoever things are righteous, whatsoever things are of good reproach. You know, uplift people. Think and speak in these ways. Why? Because God understands that our tendency is not to, because we're human, right? And so it's important that we understand that there is power in our words, whether it's common profanity or whether it's a profane word spoken. You know, and people will joke around using profane words. Hey, loser, how you doing? My father-in-law when he gave away marcia at our wedding he leaned over to her and said well i guess i can't call you ugly anymore are you serious yeah now he was joking he that's the way he joked around but she's never forgotten that and it hurt her sometimes we are so unaware of what we're saying right and i'm just challenging everybody including our listeners I think those kinds of statements are way more powerful than somebody's telling you to F off. That's just it's my take on it. I don't like being told to F off either, but, you know, so sticks and stones, yes, but words are powerful. So what do you guys think? Who wants to chime in? Marv, you always lead off. I do? <laughs> <laughs> lead off, Marv. Well, uh, the only thing I can think of Monty, after you bringing this up, is what people don't realize mm -hmm. is that uh, even with knowledge, because I've read a lot of self-help books, right? 
I've read a lot of the Bible. I've read the big book, you know, and all that. The damage done to kids on that kind of stuff right there, the profanity, you're useless, you're worthless, you're ugly, you're stupid, and all that is a lifetime deal. Mm-hmm. I have not gotten over it. I'm 70 years old. Mm. I haven't gotten over it. I'm better. Right. I don't believe it every time I supposedly my brain brings it up. Yeah. But still, um, and that's that's the part that, uh, well, I'm just kind of backing you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it it sticks to you. Yes. It, it's and that's one of the that is a a traumatic experience. It and traumatizes it, you. You know. Now, I did not like my grandfather using the b word and the f word and stuff like that. But you know what he never did? He never put me down. Mm. You know. He never compared me with somebody. He never did those things. Um. So even though I didn't like hearing the other stuff, I it it didn't stick to me like the you know you're worthless or you know you're not good enough and it, it's and because if we hear that enough we will believe it and we will start telling ourselves that and then nobody has to say it right it you know another thing it does too I don't um, it stops you from taking advantage of opportunities in life. Uh, it, uh, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is uh, on one occasion, and I'm, please, I'm not bragging. I'm right. just telling some stout experience. On one occasion at 17 years old, I was offered a scholarship to go into a music conservatory. I turned it down because I knew I would not make it because I was ugly and stupid and worthless. Somebody told you that. Oh, yeah. yeah. The first 12 years of my life was that way. So, and also uh, job opportunities uh, other than that would come up, uh, and I would turn them down because, oh, no, I, you you know, can't do that. I just can't do it. <laughs> so there's a lot more implications than just kind of feeling bad about stuff. Sure, you know? sure. What about you, Tony? What's your take on all this? Mm. Has what other people have told you before held you back? I mean, not family, but yeah. I feel people that you cared about treat you poorly. I've said it perfectly. Yeah, it, it hurts, and it can take it can take some time. And I mean, like sometimes family because like the lifestyle I grew up in, like you're taught not to care, not to feel. Don't let it bother you, right? Yeah. That kind of stuff. You said it perfectly. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry, listeners. I know I'm the happy one. <laughs> but no, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand. And like, I was in an abusive relationship, and it was just going to hurt worse than the bruises. Th- than the bruises. The bruises go away, but the words just stay. Right. I don't know if that's right to say on air. It's true. No, but it's the truth. It's the truth. James, he makes me believe that that's not true. But when you're taught that, like with Marv, and you look good for 70, by the way, (laughs) it's devastating. And I will never do that to Kylie. Right. 
she can do bad, and when she does bad, you know, I correct her. But when I was in college, there's two these two guys. I really admired them, and they were roommates. They were across the dorm from me, and I don't know. I just admire. I admired them, but they were very condescending. I'm not sure what it was about them that I admired, but but I was kind of drawn to them. I wanted to be their friend, and that kind of thing. And they would say just mean stuff out of their own pain. They try to joke, right? And I didn't realize it was out of their own pain until years later when I started studying some of this stuff um, that they had been hurting. But I went to them one time and I said, you guys, this really hurts when you talk to me this way. And their statement to me was, you're just too sensitive. Yeah. Now, what that was, was that was a way to avoid taking responsibility for their own actions. They they transferred it back on to me. And we do that a lot, that kind of stuff, right? So I know there's people listening that are saying, oh, get over it. Don't be so sensitive. Well, you don't know the trauma somebody's had in their life. And if, you, if you're standing there in front of them and you're going, well, effing this and effing that and effing this, and they had, a, had an uncle or a grandpa that did things to them and he talked like that, you may be sending all sorts of triggers to them. And particularly if you say, if you minimize somebody's pain and say, oh, just get over it. Oh, you know, grow up. Don't be so sensitive. See, it's now rough. I want to apologize. I didn't mean to. Why? I don't know. See, and I and I, I think, that's, I mean, we get pretty real here on this show. I think one of the reasons you feel like you have to apologize is because of the way you've been treated. And I'm and, not and, trying and, to take away from anybody no, else. But, Marv but, said but, it perfectly, though. But that, but that is a perfect example. We have a tendency to think, wait a minute, I need to apologize because what uh, what I say is invalid or, you know, maybe it was too emotional or so what? You're just you. And I'm the only girl on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Denver. <laughs> there is Denver. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that profane? <laughs> Your thoughts, Denver. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Words cut deeper than we'll ever realize. Yeah. You know, uh, there is. I worked in a mill for 30 days, and I mm. listened to him talk and everything. You heard else. a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> I, I, I picked up some real ugly language, and it stuck in my head. We hear these things over and over again. You're worthless. You're not worth value or anything else it starts to really get in your head and you carry that it um this topic we could sit and talk for oh, hours man. on right seriously coffee could be just poured and poured again about this <coughs> but words the psychological effect will long after the bruises are gone mm-hmm They'll be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I, I've, I've never been told I wasn't worth nothing or anything else. I was yeah. encouraged. Yeah. But uh, I just know that during the course of my walk, before I became a Christian, I did some uh, horrible, I said some horrible things to some people. Some of them said to me, yeah. none, none less. Right, the, uh, the psychological effect that probably has affected them and is still in me from what they said to me 
uh, bothers me. Right. Scars have long since left. Sure. But the sure. Me- the mental of what has happened is in me. So mm-hmm. uh, words are horrible things. They can build you up, but they can cut you deep yeah. forever. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, the Word of God it tells us that, you know, with, with the same tongue yes. that we lift each other up with, we you, rip each other you, to shreds with. It's a double-edged It's a double-edged thing. Yeah, yeah. And, so. And, and so we have to be mindful of it. Now, again, this speaks to where are we in our recovery? Where are we in our walk and our relationship mm-hmm. with God? And as we grow mature, and everybody's at a different place. So there's no judgment here. As far, there's no condemnation, I should say, here at all. The deal of it is, are we working on it? Are are we allowing God to mold us? Do we catch ourselves maybe a little more than we used to? I know I there's a word I say. I don't consider it very horrible, but my wife, she doesn't prefer it. And because it's important to her that I don't use it, I need to work we, on that. We become mindful of yes. what we're saying. And so now I'm catching myself. And I would like to encourage the listeners to talk about your feelings because that's a big thing that people don't encourage. Right. You, I, I was trained told that not way. to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I still, it, with my second sponsor, still working on that. I think the most beautiful thing is that we become mindful. You you become aware. Yeah, I'm learning. That, yeah, that, I'm it, learning. that bothered somebody. Right. You know that that's when Christ is working in our life. You become aware. That that bothered somebody, and just like so, the pastor said yesterday, feelings are not not normal. I think that's what he said. Feelings are not not normal. Yes. Yeah, they are normal. Meaning yes. that yeah. a lot Heck of people yes. say that feelings are not supposed to be. Oh, shown. you shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you what. I think what absolutely is like nails on a chalkboard to me more than anybody spewing out profanity. Um, is when, or even anybody putting me down. I mean, I was I was in a meeting, a twelve step fellowship that I happened to have felt very close to, and somebody told me, an old timer told me, we don't want Jesus freaks in here. That was profane. <clears throat> that attacked my personal faith. That was putting me down. I was telling me I wasn't worth being there because of what I believed in. Right. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, what just drives me crazy more than any other thing that comes out of a person's mouth is when I hear an adult talk that way in front of children, cussing in front of children. Now, first of all, have you been in, ever been in a meeting and somebody says, hey, is there any kids in here? They're looking around because they want to use all sorts of profanity, but they're not going to do it if kids are in there. I've seen that. And I'm thinking to myself, what makes you think I want to hear it? Mm. And if you think it's wrong because <laughs> kids, then you think it's wrong. It's wrong. That also means that you have the ability to use it or not use it. Mm. I like that term. You have that you, ability. You have the choice. You have the ability to decide that's wrong, period. Right. If you're questioning yourself about, should I say it? Maybe ought not to. Right. Because can you? Sure. But should you? 
My friend Mark Lundholm, a recovery comedian, says, just because it's the truth, should just say it. <laughs> That's my problem sometimes. So if you're in an elevator <laughs> filled with people and you happen to have some gas, it's the truth <laughs> that it was you, but should you admit to it? Maybe okay. not. <laughs> I actually do. I won't lie. <laughs> oh, that was me, not the dog. <laughs> no, I was it. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> But but when people talk that way around kids, because they don't have a filter yet, mm-hmm. I'll t- ish, boy, an ugly side of me starts to raise up, and I then I be then I can become I can be kind of like them if I'm not yeah, careful. Uh, That's yeah. a good amen. Yeah, good. So I have to be careful. Um, what's the word? Um, description. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good description. So we need to watch our words. You know, and some people are going, oh, gosh, they gotta, now i got to work on that? No, I won't well, lie. I learned a lesson here today. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so for somebody, somebody, it might be the F word. For somebody, it might be putting other people down. In my case, it's a particular word that I say when I drop stuff because I drop stuff a lot and I can't pick <laughs> it up because of my disability. I can't pick it up. Mm-hmm. And I say this word and my wife doesn't appreciate it. And I'm like, well, what's the big deal? Well, it should be a big deal because to her it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So we're all working on this stuff, right? Amen. Yeah. E- every day. What do horses every do, Mark? Yeah, what do horses do, Mark? <laughs> they watch us. They watch us. They <laughs> go, man, I you wish they... You should see the smile on Marv right now. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't talk that way to me. I wish they wouldn't look at me like that. Mm-mm. So it's good to be back, you guys. Yes. It's wonderful to be back. Thank yeah. you. Yes. But what do you horses good, do? I'm glad you had a good trip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it Even was with the three-hour ukulele lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... What? Yeah. yeah I don't know. What kind of words can you say for that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I had to be careful. <laughs> you know, really, she, she's a beautiful person. She had a beautiful voice. It's just, I like I said... I wouldn't listen to one person, no matter how good they were, for three hours straight singing the same three songs. It's a long CD. That isn't attacking that person. And I would never have said to her, by the way, I would never have said, what is wrong with you? What you thought. I may have thought it. God's still not finished with me yet. Amen. God's still working. But, but, mm. but you know what? Bottom line with that, with that lady her intentions were all well and good. Yeah, I know. And, and they really were. Honestly, sure. she brought some joy to somebody else's life, too. And three <laughs> hours of sitting, waiting on the pilot. <laughs> that's the word. Right? That's, the, the that's the words I would like, have been saying. I'm like, was the guy drinking on <laughs> Yeah, night? yeah. Was the lounge open too late last night? <laughs> he had night? to sober up before he flew the plane. Oh, no, he, he, was, he was down the hall taking ukulele lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God, I miss oh, my voice. Oh my goodness. All right, so um, <laughs> God, I'm not a pilot. <laughs> this Wednesday is uh, another fine interview with uh, Teen Challenge of Arizona with uh, one of their uh, one of their staff members uh, at the Teen Challenge of Arizona centers. There's five centers in Arizona, so you don't want to miss that. Ooh-hoo. And then uh, Friday's show is Entitled Overcome with uh, Certified Alcohol and Drug Counselor Level 2, Dave Fleming. Dave Fleming. We'll be here on, on Friday. Uh, and then don't forget, next Tuesday, Recovery in the Park, Monteith Park, here in Albany, Oregon, from 5 to 9 p.m. 
Be representing. Free food for the entire community. Free hot dogs. I like hot dogs. Maybe three or four hot dogs. Maybe two. Oh. And maybe a horse <laughs> if Marv comes. Maybe two or three. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we will be there. The Take 12 Radio booth will be there yes. uh, with our Take 12 Radio T-shirts. And um, those of us who still have our T-shirts. I have one. <laughs> Marv goes, I'm not a T-shirt guy. <laughs> I'm getting ready to tie-dye mine. Are you? I Can you do that? So. I don't know. It's dark blue. I it might be a little mine. weird. No, it's, it's it's all easy enough. You could do it with some uh, some bleach. We you call it white... we, we call it bleach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, our closing song this week is by Tom Storms. You can visit his website site at tomstormsproductions.com. and it's called Just for Denver Sunny Days. <laughs> Here's Tom. Welcome back. Welcome back.
Tom Storms. For more of his music, visit TomStormsProductions.com. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man from me saying aloha and the Take 12 Recovery Radio family wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now, my friends. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty.